0: Hey, it's Andrew Clavin. Welcome to this week's interview. I'm delighted to be talking to Glenn Beck. The White House is desperately appealing to the Supreme Court to give them permission to censor Americans on social media before the next election, like they did in the last election. They want to make sure they can do what they did last time when they tricked and intimidated social media into killing the Hunter Biden laptop story, which turned out to be 100% true and ultimately silenced the president of the United States. And they're obviously afraid because at the same time, YouTube and Google silence voices that go against the diktats of the regime, Elon Musk has begun to construct a media model at X that gives a platform to more independent voices like Megyn Kelly and Tucker Carlson. But dearly, as I love Megyn Kelly and as much as I respect Tucker Carlson, and as high as my hopes are for what Elon Musk is doing, they would not be playing in the space they're in if it were not for Glenn Beck. You know, there are things that people do that everyone can see. They're right there on your television. And Glenn Beck is I, one of the things I know well is broadcasting. I grew up in broadcasting. Glenn Beck is one of the great broadcasters of our day. And when I say that, the word great is not something here come out of my mouth a lot. I'm talking about there's Rush. I hope Ben Shapiro makes it into those those ranks. And then there's Glenn. And that's it. That's those Those are the great broadcasters of our day. When he was back on Fox back in the day, he created this original way of sharing the conservative vision that wasn't just analytical like everybody else. It was also performative and emotional and artistic in ways that just changed the game. And then it became huge. And then he did this amazing thing, which is that he left Fox and created what eventually became the Blaze. And that Blaze was a, a model and has been a model for independent broadcasting that created the mental and imaginative space for what Elon Musk and Megan and Tucker are doing now. And when you do something like that, a lot of stuff happens off-screen that the public doesn't know about, doesn't have to know about, doesn't understand. But the first guy who walks into that new place takes a lot of hits, makes a lot of discoveries, does a lot of new things that nobody gets to understand because he's the first guy into this darkness and everybody else is walking in his footsteps and Glenn has taken the blaze and he has done it original exciting different work that only he could do and uh those of you who listen to my show know i'm not a respecter of persons i've talked to the most famous people on earth and uh, i've never been overly impressed to me glenn is a genuine broadcasting icon and pioneer and also one of the craziest people i've ever met Uh, but in a delightful way glenn thank you for coming on
1: gosh (laughs) andrew i i uh I don't know what to say after that. We were joking before we went on. You said, you want to do a couple of minutes. And I said, you're a good fiction writer. So (laughs) so this should be good. Um, Honestly, uh, that is one of the nicest things. Coming from you, that is... I mean, I will remember this moment for a long time. You calling me a great broadcaster.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. is truly meaning,
1: <laughs> meaningful. Oh. Thank you.
0: Well, uh, you listen, I, I, you, know, you know I wouldn't say it if I didn't believe it. And I know. It, and it is something that's the business I grew up in. My dad was, I think, one I of the top broadcasters of his day. And uh, yeah. no, I've, I've watched you from the beginning. It's, and it's just, yeah. you know, it's original. It's just original and new Thank and freshened everything. Thank you. And, Thank you. I, I have to say, I was looking at the title of your new book, uh, Dark Future, Uncovering the Great Reset's Terrifying Next Phase, and I, mm. I just cracked up. I mean, that, that has got to be, that is like classic <laughs> Glenn Beck. Will, <laughs> will nothing cheer you up, Mr. Beck? <laughs> yes. Uh,
1: actually, a lot of things cheer me up. A lot of things have been cheering me up. Uh, I believe in the, the power of the people again. I think they're starting to wake up on both sides. Unfortunately, I think we're looking at Biden. I, I don't think he's going to be the candidate, um, but Biden and Trump. And it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be the, the same, you know, gee, do I hold my nose for this guy or hold my nose for this guy? Uh, and it's just not we it's just so frustrating where we are, because we I think the uh, the machine has built this. Yeah. this. This is where they want us to be. Uh, I had a listener on who voted for Joe Biden and will vote for him again. Uh, I was trying to understand other people's point of view today, and so I just wanted to ask people questions and not argue, not try to win. Just, just listen to them. And uh, uh, and he he was talking about I I the I want I can't vote for Donald Trump. And he said, now he doesn't see his side as being, you know, Joe, uh, uh, Joe Biden being divisive, which I thought was a little unique. But uh, he said, honestly, I'd fight, I would vote for either side if it was a young guy. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just think it's time for that generation to let go, yeah. go home go home be with your family yeah. you've had your run you you should not be making decisions now for my children yeah you know i i mean maybe maybe people my age 60 but i'd much rather have somebody 35 or 40 that is in there and then they leave right just we people I have a hard time sometimes with my cell phone. How do I take a picture? <laughs> Jeez, man, it's a different world. <laughs> what do you say? You,
0: you know, Dan Henniger over at the Wall Street Journal wrote a column saying the first party who figures this out, that nobody wants these guys and changes candidates, is the party that will win. And yes. I, I can't help feeling this I think it's going to be
1: the— Yeah, it's going to be the Democrats.
0: He said the same thing, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. going to be the Democrats. Because— they. Um, yeah, they, I mean, this impeachment thing, this goes way too deep. Um, the actual stories on this go all the way to Ukraine and Zelensky's office. Uh, uh, you know, Donald Trump's perfect phone call wasn't perfect because he thought Zelensky wasn't in on this. Uh, and he's clearly in on this now with the news that is coming out about his offshore accounts and all of this stuff. Um, this is this goes deep deep. And Biden, I think, is the perfect fall guy because now, I mean, if I were part of this, uh, you, you would think, you're a fiction writer, you would think you would go, well, we don't want him because then that scandal can come out. Now, you know, if we pick him and we put him in and we've worn everybody out on this over four or five years, We just come to him at the right time and say, you know what, you're an old man, you choose, you choose, but you're losing the support of the people and you need to go away. You want this to stop? The way to stop it is just go away right now. And people, when you bring it up after he retires, everyone will say, what difference does it make? Because it's not just about him. It's all of it. Oh, he's all been, of
0: it. He and his family have been influence peddling forever. Oh, forever. But but I noticed this too. You know, David Ignatius, very liberal yes. Washington Post yes. columnist, says love. CIA this. guy. The, the, yeah, yeah, the greatest president <laughs> yeah. ever. He should go away. Right. You
1: know? Right. And, and I think that and, I think you know um, I don't know if you know this. I didn't know this until Roger Ailes told me. Um, he called me off and said stop stop going after. Uh, Van Jones. And I said, excuse me? You know what we have on Van Jones? He said, yes, they're calling it off. He's going away. And I said, how do you get that information? He opened up the Washington Post, the style section. Hmm. And there was an article in the style section about how Van Jones was thinking about moving into blah, blah, blah. And he said, and I said, well, What do you know? How do how do you know this is speculation? He said it's the style section, Glenn. It has nothing to do with style, Mm. and a long time ago, that's how people would send messages in the style section of the Washington Post. So it wasn't news, and so if it needed to be a planted story, if it needed to send a signal the white house could call the washington post and they'd say mm not in the news but you can put it in the style section so so that's what telegraphs things to enemies
0: so how conspiratorial are you at this moment i mean you have you have this this moment when things Things are really strange, right? It's not just me. I mean, they're butchering children to change their sex and they're, you know, aborting children like crazy and and letting rapists and murderers go free because we're all so evil, we deserve it. And I mean, it's. And
1: then then letting people burn our cities down, but if you touch a cop in Washington, D.C. on January 6th, you get. You know, you don't even have to be there. You get 22 years.
0: It's amazing. I mean, it is amazingly dirty and amazingly out in the open and aggressive. It's that period. There's a period in corruption where they're just saying, oh, yeah, we can do anything we want and you can't do anything about we're there. So,
1: yeah, I, 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 I'm gravely concerned about that attitude. Um, I think it's pretty safe to say that uh, the Constitution hangs by a thread, if not by a thread, that thread's been cut. Uh, We are almost completely divested ourselves from the Constitution. Um, But on the conspiracy thing, um, I actually have uh, some real uh, hope on that. Because I'm trying to buy a U.S. spacesuit. Or anything from the moon, because I and I, I want to keep it in private hands, because I'm convinced if we lose this battle and bad guys take over uh, yeah. that hate our country, they'll destroy all of our all of our history mm. and pervert it. And if you don't have something proving that America went to the moon, it'll be assigned to Russia or China or somebody else. Wow, really? really. And yeah. because we've done so many bad things. And at the in the last period, you know, did we kill Kennedy or not? I don't know. It's beginning to look like, yes, we did. Hmm. However, when you look at all of the conspiracies, these conspiracies, look at how many whistleblowers there are. Yes. This is interesting to me because yes. people, I've always said, you're going to fake the moon landing? Really? Do you realize how many people you'd have to silence? Right. Okay. This is an example of that. These are things that are conspiratorial, but you have leaks in the White House, you have leaks in the CIA, you have leaks in the Justice Department, FBI, you have leaks everywhere. IRS, something this big can't go unnoticed and you can't kill enough people yeah. to keep them silent. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I actually have faith that uh, the things generally that we thought were true are fairly true. And the, you know, did we go to the moon? Yes, we went to the moon. I'm pretty sure of it. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, but the things that have happened recently, that's all cover up. This, These things are true based on the number of whistleblowers. Yeah. And the facts they're coming out with. It's not just like, hey, I think... You know, they're doing that in Texas with Ken Paxton. But this is here is the evidence here. I have the text. I have the message. I have the phone call. So this is a lot different than anything I've seen before.
0: And do you think I mean, I opened up talking about your what I really do believe is your effect on the the growing media, the new media. Is that breaking through? I mean, is is it a, oh, a change? Gosh, yes. uh, you know, because I'm watching, obviously, this mainstream media and they're going, there's no evidence. There's no evidence. I thought like, uh, well, wait, oh, there's, no. No, there's no proof yet, but there's, a, like, yeah. a ton there's of lots evidence, of evidence. Lots and lots of evidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, is so it, are, are new voices breaking through or are we talking absolutely. to ourselves? Okay. Yeah.
1: Are you kidding me? Yeah. Look at this, Andrew. This, this should really cheer uh, somebody yeah. up who's a little pessimistic. Thirty-five percent of Democrats now believe uh, Joe Biden may have done something illegal. Thirty-five mm. percent of Democrats—they're not getting our news—the uh, news from us. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're getting their news over there. Well, over there, they're saying everything is fine. So where are they getting that news? They're getting exposed to people like us and our, you know, Daily Wire, The Blaze, uh, all of these now big institutions that are starting to really hit their stride. It is affecting them because otherwise, why would 35% of Democrats, right? why would they think that? Why? Yeah. They're getting something somewhere and it ain't from them because you don't... We, you know, you watch CNN and everything else because you have to. It's a completely different story. <laughs> yeah, completely
0: different story. So that's so that is a positive thing because I really feel that the the press shutdown of information is one of the worst things we're facing. So the one thing, I mean, if there's one thing that I agreed with Donald Trump a hundred percent about, it was those people. The press had become the enemy of the people, and and I, I agree. Think, yeah, yeah, and I and that's and that's
1: okay. I mean, it's not. Yes. Uh, so the founders, uh, when the Sedition Act went in, they had this great debate on freedom of press and freedom of speech. And they came down to the position that even if the press knowingly is lying, hmm. you, as the government, you must not get involved because... You you start to go into political uh, territory, and so you might have a lot of people that are in love with the government or in love with a certain politician and don't like the press or vice versa, and so what are you doing? You're making the government the arbiter of truth, and it's too dangerous to do that because an, a government that is the arbiter of truth can lie to you all the time. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they were they they made the point of saying no matter how heinous it is, even if it's its intent is to uh lie about the government. It's gotta be fair game. Yeah. Gotta leave it alone. Yeah.
0: Well, you probably know by now we're all fans of our friends at Genucel. Don't just take my word for it. Ella from Rockford says, I have both age and acne spots, and this stuff is actually fading both of them. This serum is worth every penny. Ella is raving about the famous dark spot corrector from GenuCell, a must-have after months of record heat and humidity. Sunspots, brown spots, discoloration, even red inflamed patches, all disappear in front of your very eyes. And here's the GenuCell amazing guarantee. You will see results on day one, Or your money back. So take advantage of Genucel's most popular package, which now includes the Dark Spot Corrector plus the classic Genucel bags and puffiness treatment and immediate effects. All at about 70% off, so you can try the best skincare in the world for yourself completely risk-free. It's simple. Go to GenuCell.com slash Clavin and start looking years, even decades younger tomorrow. Say goodbye to dark and liver spots, bags, puffiness under the eyes, crow's feet at GenuCell.com slash Clavin. That's GenuCell.com slash Clavin. You will look in the mirror and say, how do you spell Clavin? It's K-L-A-V-A-N. No E's in Claven. There are no E's in clavin. So, Whenever we talk, I always feel I have this kind of comical sense that we're the masks of comedy and tragedy and that I sort of, I sort of <laughs> think like everything's going to turn out right. And you've, always, you've always come closer to the truth. I remember when you were just starting the blaze, walking in, and you had three television sets on the wall, and were, London was burning and people were getting shot. And I said, oh, i just walked into <laughs> your imagination. <laughs> so we're looking at this. We are looking at a dark moment. There's no question about it. And yet... I can't help feeling that there is some kind of rebellion in the human heart that's going to come up, and yet you've written this book, Dark Future, uh, about the Great Reset.
1: But that is, but the, but Dark Future is only Dark Future if you don't know it, Hmm. or you know it and you don't stand. You know, um, if you are informed, an informed republic, an informed populace. Can actually make decisions outside of the crisis moment, but they're making everything a crisis and yes. an emergency right now to keep your your dinosaur brain just going no bad good bad. Uh, that that's not healthy. You need to know these things in advance, and we can change them. And I I will tell you, ESG is almost dead. Build Back Better has just been renamed. And they blame it on uh, the book that I wrote, Great Reset. They said it is um, uh, Russell Brand and Glenn Beck have taken this and done so many conspiracy theories on Mm. it that it's over. And so they've rebranded everything. BlackRock is saying, and I don't believe it at all. BlackRock is saying, you know what? We're getting away from this. No, they're not. Uh. No, they're not. But we've pushed them back into their little hole. And that's not me or Russell Brand. That's telling people what the truth is, them doing their homework, and then going, you know what? No. 22 states have uh, taken some form or another action against ESG.
0: 22 states. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, great. you saw the, the boycott on Bud Light and, uh, you know, their yeah. tr- that, that was pretty impressive. I mean, I, I understand that they have all kinds of resilience and other forms of, of income. But still, that took the most popular beer brand in America and took it uh, and it disappeared. A
1: pretty, that's a pretty low hurdle, though, too. I mean, I'm excited about it, but it's <laughs> a pretty low hurdle because you're standing there opening the door or you're walking up to a bar and they have all these different taps in front of you. It's easy to go, not that one, that one. Uh huh. It's harder, Disney. What are you going to do? Yes, the Disney. Yes. How are you going to? Uh, how are How are you going to uh, get around some of these gigantic corporations? Target is one of them. Target is a really good store. It has groceries and it has high quality items that are inexpensive. Um, And I know women all over that are like, you can't take Target away. You can't. I can get too much done in one place Mm. too fast at a good price. Uh, And so that's why they were hit, but they didn't have the effect of Bud Light because Bud Light is the lowest price to get in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go back to Disney for a moment. I know Walt Disney was a big hero of yours and certainly yeah. kind of the, the model of what an American businessman could be and could accomplish. Yeah. And they have really... What an
1: American, what an American yes. that has nothing can create.
0: Yep. And and they have taken that brand and they have polluted it morally. There's just no question about it. Polluted I, it? <laughs> polluted <laughs> it? Not, uh, not I right guess
1: word? if it's... Yeah. I, I guess if it's a... Chernobyl kind of meltdown pollution. <laughs> I've never seen that that brand since 19, what, 28? All the way up until maybe the year 2010, it started to go awry, uh, and then by 2022, it's over. They destroyed that brand, destroyed it. I've never seen self-sabotage and destruction of just, just. Uh, I mean, not even thinking destruction. They had the brand that people would have paid anything to have that kind of credibility on families. And they were so arrogant, they just flushed it all down the toilet. They'll never get it back. They're talking about selling ABC now, mm, uh, which it. is good. They'll break up that. Um, but... I I, th- I really think they're
0: over. So, I really do. So now this is the question that has been bothering me, and I, I think you for a long time. I mean, the only reason I started talking in front of a camera, something I never ever imagined myself doing, was when I came back after seven years living seven years out of the country. I thought, oh my God, the culture has been taken over, and it's oh it's. yeah. And and when I talked to conservatives then and said, you've got to do something about the culture, they looked at me like I was nuts. They looked at me like I'd landed from outer space. Now everybody's talking about it. I know that Daily Wire... You
1: know, I, you know I have tried to hire you to write <laughs> movies for me Yeah. Uh, that I would love to produce uh, over and over again. You get it, and you're not... We're just starting, Andrew, to get to the place to where we have the assets, the money... The distribution access—that's the big one. Yeah, yeah, that's the big one. Uh, To be able to make good quality movies, Uh, you know, we're just beginning to get there. Uh, I think one of the breakthroughs was The Chosen. That thing is huge. So well done. It doesn't feel like a conservative movie usually feels. you know, and 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 that is exciting. I mean, I can't tell you. I'm 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 working on some things uh, with a few uh, movie uh, studios and uh, and uh, schools um, and local theaters uh, to help uh, uh, to help grow the next generation. Yes, I firmly believe that we have got to stop going to the barrel and instead go to the tree to pick the apples. Mm. Our apples, our children go, I want to do that. And then we're like, okay, well, go over to this rotten barrel to learn all about it. Mm -hmm. And then the ones that do keep their soul, we look down at the bottom of that barrel and go, can we patch you up enough to come back and try here? We got to stop that. Yeah. Got to stop sending our children in for slaughter. Because so, there's a lot of people now that are s- starting to they want to restore a culture or at least have a better culture than the one that
0: they have. So wait, that's a very daring vision. I want to make sure I understand it. You're you're going to teach young people how to do these things, but then where do they go when they get out? Is there it, it, will there be places for them to go?
1: That's why I'm I'm working with Theaters. I'm working with movie studios. Uh, uh, I'm I'm trying to make a very large partnership. None of this is for money. You know, this is just. This is I think could be, in the end, if we can figure it out unlock it. Um, I think this could be the, the the best thing or the more most important thing I may have contributed in my life, um, because. I, for one, believe in apprenticeships. Yeah, I believe that the best way to learn is not to go to school, but go to really bright people. Um, and if, I mean, school is fine is if it's a liberal arts school and we're actually learning, you know, history and everything else, that's great. But when you want to be an artist, you want to do my job. I will tell you right now, I'd open my door for anybody who is serious that wanted to have a future. I'd teach everything I I have to pass it on so it can go on. Um, and if we can find directors and actors and studios that will actually say, look, you're going to have a few courses in, in this, that's part of it, but at some point you come here to this studio and you become an apprentice at this studio um, and you can learn by doing it. Um, I think that is where we need to go. But we didn't have all of the assets. You know, I have the old Paramount studios yeah. in uh, Dallas, but we use them for t- TV production. So you want to learn how to do TV and political stuff, you can intern here. But what about if you want to make movies? What if you want to make uh, comedies? We have to have the ability to do this, and all the way from the gaffer to the executive producer and the actress have to have all of those covered.
0: I mean, what's what's what I love about this is you understand, and again, you have been one of the very few people to understand this Hollywood's not going to change. I mean, it it really, we we really have to build our own places. Yeah,
1: you know, this this idea came to me, um, actually from a, a friend who. You know, I don't know if you know that I'm a painter. I do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, uh, I'm more of like a, I mean, I can whip out one room in like three hours. Uh, (laughs) So I'm more of that kind of painter, I feel, uh, than a a trained artist. Uh, But I've been hanging out with a lot of artists and I have something that they don't have. I don't have to sell my art. Mm. They do. Yeah. Yeah. And because of that, they get into this, um, this you know, art gallery uh, vortex and they're known for one thing and they have to stay in that one thing because that's what sells. And by the time they reach their 40s, they're kind of like, I, but I want to do something else. And they don't know anymore how to tell stories in art school. You're not. You're not taught to tell stories. Mm. Well, that's what Michelangelo did. That's what Leonardo da Vinci did. That's what the stained glass windows were. You had people who were illiterate and they needed to see. We've taken all of our heroes, all of our stories, and instead we've reduced them to either modern art, which says nothing, or a picture of a beach, you know, or a painting of a barn. That doesn't tell you anything. Mm. Nothing. Yeah. And so we've been getting together with something called the Inspired Arts League, really great artists, some of the best artists in the world. Two of the, one of the best artists, in fact, the artist of India, uh, probably one of the uh, greatest uh, portrait artists in America. I mean, just wonderful people. They come to my ranch the last two years and uh, I don't, but like this year, we had somebody who uh, did a lot of the art direction from everything from uh, Little Mermaid all the way into Marvel, and he left and he he came in last year, I think it was Pixar, came in and just taught story. Mm. Here you right. pick a story. now, how do we paint that? How do we pick capture that story? So people want to learn more. Um, And these are the things that that the right never pays attention to, and that's why we lose
0: shockingly this has been a very optimistic and hope inspiring <laughs> <laughs> that oh, is well. so funny <laughs> <laughs> I like a report that I talked to you and walked away feeling better than I felt when I started <laughs> we should end it here then I could talk to you for hours but I do have to stop and I, I really yeah. appreciate your coming on that, that I am so happy to hear I mean look they're thinking about it here at the Daily Wire I'm thrilled with what they're doing I'm thrilled they're doing yeah. it but i just think that you have been at the forefront of this forever and i'm thrilled to hear that you are concentrating on this it's a big deal well
1: you you know me well enough and i've i've told jeremy and ben i don't i don't care who gets credit i don't care about the money or anything else anything i can do to help you guys i am in if i can help you in any way you know even just by shutting up about you that is (laughs) totally good i will i will ask you this you know um uh because i think we were supposed to talk about the media at least that's what i was told and <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to know if the media the way they are right now if let's say there was like a a house fire and three people and their nannies were dragged out of the house fire and they were shot um do you think the media would cover that, or the the investigators would, or would it take somebody who does something else, kind of like a hobby?
0: <laughs> you you read my book. I'm. I'm like,
1: <laughs> it is fantastic. Oh, thank you. It's I'm really excited about. Fantastic. fantastic.
0: Oh, yeah. Well,
1: I, yeah. may I invite you on my program? Please. When, when I, well, I would love to come yeah. on. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> thank you. In case you, don't, in case you don't know, The House of Love and Death, <laughs> available
0: soon. What a guy. I invite you on my show yeah. and you plug my book. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks.
1: Thank you it's very great, much, Andrew. It's great
0: talking to you. I'll see you again soon, I hope.
1: I love you. Please say hi to your your family. Say hi to your wife and your son is just so remarkable.
0: Uh, thank you. He loved you. coming on your show. Thanks.
1: Yeah, yeah. God
0: bless. Well, folks, you heard it from Glenn Beck himself. Go out and pre-order The House of Love and Death. You will love it. And also get Glenn's book, Dark Future, Uncovering the Great Reset's Terrifying Next Phase. And also, come back on Friday for The Andrew Clavin Show. I will see you then.